It's happening. Again. Oh, it's a bird giving me a kiss. And they're like, buy my cookies. Throw Barry my love it. Because he's never been cuffed. Like Sarah. Or is there? Run, you freaking idiot. What are yeah. you doing? Makes me want to invade your planet real bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is episode 13. Lucky number 13. So today we're going to do something special for our last episode of the season. We are going to do a recap slash talk about whatever to just kind of wrap up the season, take the summer off, kind of gather our thoughts, get some new ideas in the pipeline. And if you, as a listener, have any ideas, please send them our way. So just topical questions or topics of conversation you might want us to discuss or address. We might even do kind of like a Dear Abby sort of format maybe for season two where yeah, we get questions from listeners and then discuss them at nauseum. <laughs> <laughs> so this first season was really a learning experience for both of us because it was our first time really producing a podcast. We'd had the idea for a while and really kind of what got the ball rolling for us was me producing my brain can't poop as an audiobook for my book that I published last year. Uh, it's so good. Thank you. Yeah, was as my mm. official unofficial editor. Got That's it. still kind of in the editing process. So oh, self-publishing is so well. important. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was a collaborative effort. Thankfully, especially yeah. during quarantine and during COVID. You know, it's just. I was happy to help. Though I'm a little unhappy with the wages that you provided. You didn't pay me at all. Yes, I'm paying you in, in garbanzo bean chips. Oh, or well, what are those I would, that I'm really wealthy then. Yes. I've received a lot of garbanzo. Garbanzo bean. <sighs> You've never had on the Eaton Path garbanzo mm. chips. You can get them at Target, Whole Foods, wherever. They're in the red bag. They've got different colored bags. There's like a blue, green, and... Get the red bag. Yeah. I'm not kidding you. I eat those several times a day. Yeah. I think you include that on your resume now. Yep. Please yep. have garbanzo on the eating path. I require Available in the break room at all times. Yep. Otherwise, I will not work here. Good stuff. Anyway. So not necessarily something we want to eat on our recording since that's less than pleasant. Unless yes. you're into ASMR. Started, yeah, as an ASMR experiment. <gasps> Did you know? Okay. Everybody has probably heard on the season me constantly mentioning ADHD, mm -hmm. LOL. But I heard... Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. Is that what it stands for? Yes. Wow. Which can also be Attention Deficit or Hyperactivity Disorder or both combination. Thank you. You're welcome. For adding that in there. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I recently heard that there has been some studies done that people with ADHD mm. are sensitive to ASMR. And in a that, good way or in a bad way? In a good way. Mm. And that I've always kind of been drawn to it in some way. There's some of it I like, there's some of it I don't like, but I have been a viewer of that type of content mm -hmm. for quite a while. Mm -hmm. 
it gets a little weird when it's like some person who's like clearly doing it in like a sexual way and they're just oh i'm gonna talk to you like mm, this grunts and groans yeah. and then i'm like that's a little weird for right now but maybe later I have found it even in like a work setting when I want to be productive, like, and I can't really get my mind in a certain centered place that I want it to be. Mm. I'll put that on in my earbuds, whether it's like tapping on a glass or scratching on something, whether it's like cardboard or mm. I know that sounds very odd. It does. Sound but odd. <laughs> and I would say, and I would correct my previous statement too to not judge it as good or bad but i would say healthful versus unhealthful mm. you know because things could be more helpful or not at different times so but i would ask what's the difference between an asmr listening to a recording mm -hmm. of somebody tapping their pencil or scratching cardboard and somebody actually tapping their pencil or scratching cardboard in the cube next to you one feel like of, that would be distracting ones of their own volition so it's like i'm i want this right now you can control how loud. I can control it. What However, I do think there's something about the actual recording portion of it. So when it gets recorded and like played sizzle, back to you, like the hot sizzle it, of the recording, it, it changes it the sound slightly mm. to make it more intense, and it focuses on a certain part of the sound. Which mm. I think it's the recording process itself that that changes a sound to make it really like ooey gooey to your brain i don't know mm. what it is anyway but what i i noticed that i'm a he, i'm a huge fidgeter so mm. i will fidget a lot or i will not be able to sit for very long because my just my body wants to like get up mm -hmm. well that's I, most people too i think most people need to move yeah. you know i think it's the fact that we're not able to sometimes i think contributes to a lot of that disorder well, don't because get me wrong. Like, there's times where I can't get off the couch or I can't get out of bed. That's well, that's part. That's part of it to too. But it's. I think just our lifestyle of the way we're intended to work now is not a really healthy, natural way of being. So yeah. To force yourself to move, oh, fidget, sure. or I don't know if it has something to do with the association of fidgeting. Like that's another part of your brain, another part of yourself moving around. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that like satiates that mm -hmm. part of you while you do something else mm -hmm. i don't know because it's kind it of is. an unconscious function uh, yeah i like should do more do research it. on it but um, yeah it might it might calm your unconscious stress response like yeah. it gives that unconscious part of your brain something to focus on that's not yeah. anxiety inducing so it right. calms your anxiety yeah and that's what anxiety is an unconscious stress response so fidgeting might basically appease that anxious sense, that unconscious stress, yeah. while your conscious mind does the work that sure. it needs to do. Yeah. So I could see that being kind of that neurological reason behind it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've been really, really into a podcast uh, called Refocused by Lindsay Gensel. She's a journalist from, she actually is in Minnesota, and I, and she's, been talking about her own experience, her story, and then she's brought in some uh, people to talk about ADHD. Um, they have several different types of backgrounds, mm -hmm. and so they kind of bring more of a like technical kind of piece mm -hmm. to the discussion about ADHD. 
but I've been really into it and it's super good. So mm -hmm. if you get a chance to check it out, do so. And mm -hmm. Lindsay Gensel, I feel like, is such a charismatic, lovely person. So mm -hmm. I've been really into that part of that too. So yeah, I feel like she's like a friend of mine just by listening to it. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, sorry. That's my digression on <laughs> ADHD. So but... <laughs> yeah, no, that's good to give, uh, especially while we take a little break and a time off to give some recommendations for other podcasts. Definitely, if you haven't listened to all of our podcasts yet, go back and listen to some that maybe you missed. They are not done in a sequential order, so you don't have to listen to them, you know, one after the other. We reference a lot of them, so this one we're going to reference a lot of past episodes. Maybe you've listened to them, maybe it will intrigue you or inspire you to go back and listen to them for the first time in, or again. So as we kind of close out the first season, Nick, what are some of your memorable moments or some of your highs and lows? What are your favorite moments and some of those that you maybe wish were a do-over? Cool. I wish I could do over the first like two episodes because I was incredibly nervous to even attempt anything like this. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to because I've been such a huge fan of podcasts for so long. Mm -hmm. But anybody who's who hasn't done something like this might not realize what is involved, but there's something that happens when you start recording. It just it changes you. It, it kind of triggers a stress response in you and you kind of you're just not comfortable. How and you don't you you don't speak how you normally would. And yeah. So, do you want to know why I think that is? No, <laughs> I don't. And not right now. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Action. So, part of that is that when you're not being recorded and you're not self-conscious, mm. that you are speaking from your emotions. You're speaking from your unconscious mind. You're not being conscious of every word that you say. When you are consciously aware of being recorded and you are be, you become hyper-conscious and you become, you know, self-conscious that, sure. you know, is technically what it is. You're being self-conscious and that requires more energy and it takes you out of that natural communicative unconscious state. So when you are it, part of it is your stress response because your unconscious mind now, rather than just allowing it to flow with your words, it's kind of like a stress barrier that your conscious mind now is trying to control it. Mm. And so it's just, it's not a natural way of communicating. So you have to do it enough times where you get comfortable yeah. with, so it's not staying, I really hate the phrase, get comfortable with discomfort because... <laughs> You know, that's used a lot in the diversity, equity, inclusion realm because it's not to stay in a stressed state. The goal is to get comfortable and to like reduce that stress response so you can just be comfortable sure. with thinking and feeling and all that. So when you have that initial challenge of speaking from the heart or authentically, it's because typically you're not being that conscious about what you're saying. And mm. now knowing that you're being recorded all of a sudden makes you very conscious of what you're saying and it kind of is an impairment. It impairs you from speaking freely. So mm -hmm. it takes practice. Yeah, totally. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, I guess some, yeah, I, I would like to do over the first couple episodes, but I think I eventually found my footing just feeling comfortable 
speaking as if I was speaking to a friend. Mm-hmm. And well, I hope so. That's what <laughs> I wanted. You're talking to me. I mean, no, but that's what I wanted, though, is because I feel like the listeners are also a friend. Yeah. Uh, to us, because that's what my original intent was: was mm-hmm. that I wanted it to be a way to connect with not only our own friends and family, but then also other people as well. And I wanted them to feel as if they were mm-hmm. a friend of ours, mm-hmm. and to just enjoy. Listen. A new friend. Yeah. Yeah. And so a silent friend in the conversation. <laughs> right. We are not allowing to speak. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Although we would love feedback. Any questions or comments are always welcome. So. Yeah. Please write us a message. Yeah. Ask for advice. It's or... like the friendly fly on the wall. That's kind well, of. Well, I mean, uh, think about it. It's kind of like a podcast. A lot of things are kind of like voyeurism, you know, like yeah. where you watch movies or TV you're not contributing to that conversation or whatever is happening in that Mm. thing, but we love to watch and see these things unfold in front of us. But we, of course, wouldn't want to be a part of it. We're just like, oh, no, let's just, let's entertain that. Yeah, that's that's kind of the quintessential. This is an entertainment, but we just want people to, you know, I don't know where I'm going with that, but I don't know. What was your The highs and lows of things you would like to redo. So you want to redo the first couple episodes. And that was birthdays and my gay voice was the first one. And then friendships and something. Friendships. Because one was awkward. Awkwardness was the third episode. Yes. I feel like that's when I kind of like started to find my footing. Well, it allowed you to feel awkward too. Like I think it just, it kind of exposed, it called out, it. The elephant in the room was just lay bare, you know. It was what did you the call The naked me? elephant in the room. Yeah. So then you kind of confront that, and then you can kind of... Yeah, so that, that felt good. I liked that episode. I thought that was fun. I think my favorite episode was the ghost stories one, which was about sleep. So we'll do... An, I think we'll do another ghost stories for the fall. Some other highs that were had were just episodes where I was able to like express my silliness or my voices. Your voices I, are a big deal for you. I hear a lot of voices. And it's mainly <laughs> like that voice. Like, ooh, ah. I don't know what it is, but I do it a lot. And anybody who's ever worked with me. You're Frankenfurter or what's his name? Frankenfurter slash Jennifer Coolidge slash Samantha from Sex and the City. Like that's who it all is in one. Yeah. And people really like it a lot. They're just like, ooh, give that to me. I'm like, ooh, it's here. Ooh, ah. Did I ever tell you that people consider me their gay mother? Yes. That was that's an episode. The ex- that's the extent of my my <laughs> no. gay of my like parenthoodness mm. mm-hmm. is I'm willing to be someone's gay mother, mm. and and mostly a. So is that like being a drag mom? But you're. It's mostly in like a work context, mm. like at my previous job in the grocery retail realm. People mm. come to my office and they would just plop down with an extra like open chair and mm-hmm. they and that was their time to just kind of like get advice or have me say something silly or humorous to make their day better mm. so, so wouldn't that be like a work mom yes but they added the flair of gay to it they're like you're my gay gay mother. and i would i want it that way i want to be so they I'm, don't have I'm to obsessed be with everything. so they don't have to gay. be gay hmm? 
They don't have to be gay. Of course not. But they're referring oh, to you being totally. gay. They were mostly gay. straight people. Right. Um, but they saw me as their gay mother, and they would call me that. Okay. And I was happy to be that for them. So yep. my gay children out there that are listening. And they asked you for a spare change. I see you. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Uh, just don't ask me for money because mm-hmm. I don't have any to give yep. to you. You got to earn it because I'm poor. Do your chores. I'm kidding. I'm not poor. I'm mm-hmm. actually really rich. You're rich in love that love. they've given me as their gay mother. So what was your favorite episode? I really liked the animal episode because I thought we were... Well, that had our most listeners for some very, reason. I know. Other than our first episode. So episode one and two. Uh, yeah, so pretty, again, we encourage you to go back and listen to any of those that you haven't listened to. And that's the thing is like the, the point was the whole, the whole podcast was to just have it be whatever you're feeling interested in or whatever you wanted like some sort of guidance on and humor. I thought that that was... it. It was out of sequence. You can go in whatever you, way you want. So if you're like, oh, I really want to hear about like friendships today. Or, oh, I really want to hear about like Madonna parents or something. Mm-hmm. Then you can pick your own episode and do whatever like you can choose your own adventure. Like you don't choose your own adventure. You don't have to go in any order. We're just giving our input, humorous thoughts on that particular topic. And so... If you think that there's somebody in your life who needs a particular, like that topic is something that they need at that moment. Like animals? Or animals or pets <laughs> or pets or whatever. I guess. Like, send it to them and, you know, just let them soak it up. And also it helps mm. the podcast too. Because oh, we want to get exposure. We want to be exposed. Ooh. <laughs> if you share it. If they share it. Oh, like it, share it. When you did your share impressions, was pretty funny uh-huh. to me. I thought when they come out right, oh, it's always kind of trial and error. Sure, if you sure, sure, you sure. Know. I think another thing too is um, we've talked about it. It's just being conscious of our own communication styles. So, in terms of your communication style, mm-hmm. do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think creating the podcast, if anybody has any inclination to do their own, there is a fine line between being regimented and going into it with the freedom just to produce whatever comes out. Mm. So I think, you know, obviously we want to produce an interesting podcast with an interesting conversation. So we will spend time trying to think of topics and think of prompt questions and kind of ways to navigate the conversation. But ultimately what makes it fun and free and authentic is just letting the conversation flow where it goes. And I think that took us, we're still kind of working on that. I think how to come up with a topic that's interesting and inspiring enough that it gives us something to talk about, but not so rigid that it prevents us from just speaking freely yeah. So that's been a real learning lesson, I think, within this first season was how to balance that, how to come up with conversation guides that will give us something to speak on, but then not be so rigid that, you know, prevents us just from speaking freely. Sure. And trying to be entertaining at the same time. So also trying to be funny and trying to be witty and all that kind of stuff that I think comes out naturally when we're having a natural conversation. But again, when you go into it self-aware, self-conscious with an expectation and an agenda 
to try to be funny and to try to be entertaining. Well, it yeah. can it can throw off that organic flow that can you know so practicing how do you just be organic and free flowing, but still not you know getting too serious and keeping it still kind of fun and lighthearted and yeah, that's that's been a challenge I think for us. Sure. So that's what I've learned from season one, and so if I was to do some again. You know, I don't, I think they turned out pretty well for where we were at. So I don't know that there's like a redo, but for season two, I would love to know kind of what people liked about season one and what we maybe should do more of in season two. And then maybe, you know, whether it's more beneficial to hear more serious topics or if it's more beneficial to do more lighthearted topics, you know, to kind of help navigate stress or to relieve stress in yeah. one way. Or the other. I mean, whatever the topic, I feel like, I think what it has to do more with is just where we go with it. You know, we can mm -hmm. take a topic that sounds kind of strange, but I feel like if we add a humorous flair and just feel free when we're discussing it, then it can be still enjoyable, but we can still add that substance to it, mm -hmm. which is important. I think what people generally want mm -hmm. so let us know let us know what you want yeah for season two like i would like more audience feedback and maybe do kind of a dear abby sort of thing yeah you know where we get either recorded questions or we get written questions or comments i think the recorded, but more audience engagement i think would be fun yeah the recorded questions would be so fun to add to the podcast and just to hear i don't know maybe something that you're curious about or just anything, you know, anything in life that you maybe need some guidance on or, and obviously we're not like professionals on whatever topic, but we can still just add our input and just based on our own life experiences and let us know. And we'd love to make you a star, put you on the show. Obviously in the fall and winter, tis the holiday season. So I think it'll give us more of a framework, but look for that in the next month or two. I think we'll probably uh, launch that late August, early September. We'll take the next month off, but we'll still be promoting season one. So make sure you go back and check it out. Share it with your friends who might enjoy it too. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening. You've been awesome. You know, it makes me feel good to know that you're there mm -hmm. and that I'm speaking to you. So mm -hmm. I hope that, you know, live, love, laugh. I think next season we'll have to we'll get a mannequin and we'll sit it in another chair and then we'll clip pieces of a photograph of all of our friends and oh, put it on Jesus. the Jesus. And we'll <laughs> take a picture of it without us being terrified of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, until next season, have a healthful and happy summer. Get through all of the stuff you need to get through to come out the other side. And we will see you in season two. All right. Okay. Take Bye, lover. Bye, lover. Hey, lover. If you're enjoying the conversations we have on this podcast, you should check out my audiobook episodes on My Brain Can't Poop, a mental fitness guide for humans where I read a chapter each week that dives into brain health and mental function to help you feel and do your best as you navigate our stressed out world. 
It's a bit of storytelling with a bit of science, and a lot of heart and humor. As funny as brain health can be, seriously. So if you don't find my voice too grating, and you want to hear me read to you, check out My Brain Can't Poop on your favorite podcast app. And thank you for being the reason Nick and I do this too, to spend this special time with you.